Welcome to The Recognition. My name's Neely. I'm here, of course, with the Kaylee Savona. Kaylee, how are you today? Um, I'm doing so well. I have, um, I have a problem. So mm-hmm. um, I recently met a friend who, you know, we're in our 30s. He's probably early 40s. Um, but this guy has determined that I only like a certain kind of shirt. I only like a certain brand of jeans. I only like a certain brand of socks. And these shoes are my go-to shoes. So he's narrowed down his life choices significantly by saying yeah. I only wear these shirts, these shoes, these whatevers. Um, so I, I like tried to mimic that behavior, that commitment to a single thing. And I reordered my glasses with the same frames, same size, same color, same everything, mm-hmm. except the only thing that changed was the prescription is a little bit different. And then I had a like blue light filter or something like that. So I can yeah. kind of tell the difference when I'm holding them next to each other. Um, I have this lingering headache and I don't know what oh, it is. Oh no. I think it could be the prescription. Like they did they I think it changed the it but it's wrong. So the prescription's wrong. So here's the thing. I think what Mark has been through is you got to find the brands and the things that you it makes sense to repeat mm-hmm. and reorder and stay committed to because there's less variability versus we're dealing with eyeballs here. Eyeballs are a little different. You than should probably the be a little bit more considerate <laughs> than like ah sign me yeah. up for another one. I'm good for another one. That's true. I do love the idea. This is called a capsule wardrobe. Have you heard of this? No. There's so, a name for it. There's a name this for it, but more specifically, not necessarily like one brand and, and everything that like that, but it's the idea that you have staple pieces. So like I have a couple pairs of pants that all pair with these couple shirts and these shoes that all like everything kind of can mix together. But you can make like a hundred different outfits with these few pieces. I and like I would it. love to get there like high quality pieces. Yeah. That's the other thing. I fall prey to like fast fashion, mm-hmm. cheap, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the point is to get nice stuff that's going to last. So I love this idea. It's uh, like essentialism, right? Esse- yeah, like just it. the essentials. So speaking of essentials, uh, we're taking a little break here. Uh, it's spring break, uh, first mm-hmm. week of April. So um, we're not mailing it in, but I would say like we're, we're not committing <laughs> to a full episode. We've got a nice lineup coming uh, post spring break that uh, I'm really looking forward to releasing. But, you know, for this one, uh, we're going to replay an oldie but a goodie. Uh, this one is the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. When we initially came out with this, it was kind of our foray into defining kind of what these grounds are since then we've come out with you know uh blog posts about this we've done we've linked to articles we've had a white paper um lots of attention has been uh pointed at this idea of uh languages of appreciation and being more personalized um with how you're interacting with your team members at work um, so I thought it would make sense just to do a little throwback and uh, reintroduce you to the subject or maybe it's even the first time that you've heard of this approach to interacting and connecting or recognizing your team members uh, just because it is, you know, continuing to be relevant and, um, you know, a preference of people that are coming to work today. Like they would just expect that um, you're not taking a one size fits all approach to how you're interacting and, and recognizing me as an individual. Yeah, I think that's exactly it is this idea that preferences matter a lot to people 
you can do all the recognition you want, but if you're not recognizing people how they want to be or how they receive it well, then it's just going to be a miss anyway. So I think this is great that we're resurfacing this episode. It's a popular one and it's a while back now that we did air it. So I think it's going to be great for any of our listeners that have kind of joined us recently um, to just kind of become familiar with those languages. Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, again, it's as we're talking about emotions with with Natalie, like self-awareness and then awareness of your team are, are kind of these the steps you need to take to drive more authentic connections with the people that you're working with. I think this is just another one of those things that if you are aware of them and they're actively thinking about ways to engage them in ways that they prefer, uh, it's only going to be that much better in the relationships that you're building with your team. So without further ado, here are the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. Okay, so the idea here was uh, we are sharing stories and perspectives from other you know, key figures in the HR and people leader space. These are more qualitative in stories and perspectives that are helping you, you know, shape a narrative in your organization. What we also wanted to do was throw in some quantitative pieces of information for you to also throw in the mix in addition to your stories or some actual practical things that you can bring in and try to apply. So Kaylee, what do you have for us this time? Today, I have five languages of appreciation at work. So I've always been a big fan of the five love languages, thought that they are really useful to know how you give and receive love in your personal life. Um, So I decided why not make it work related and kind of, I'm, you know, I'm not the first one to do this. There's, there's definitely people that have done this, done this before, but um, definitely wanted to just put my own spin on it and come up with some languages of appreciation at work well this is fun i think it's a a fun idea um just as a recap can you run us through the original five love languages of course so we have words of affirmation yes quality time Mm -hmm. acts of service physical touch and receiving gifts um and i don't think that these have direct necessarily super direct translations into these languages of appreciation at work um, but definitely some parallels there. And I don't know what the rules are for the love languages. Are you allowed to have more than one? Yes. If you, there's actually a quiz you can take online. Oh. Um, and it will, based on your answers, it will tell you basically one through five um, how you most like to receive love. So it can be multiple. It'll even tell you little percentages, I believe. It's been a while since I've taken it. Um, but yeah, it'll tell you in order your preferences of how you like to receive love. Gotcha. So it's like a ranked list. Yes, exactly. Perfect. I'll start. Uh, Words of praise. This is obviously a parallel to words of affirmation. This is basically saying, you know, praise is really the simplest, easiest, cheapest form of positive feedback you can give. Uh, And it's just a simple, you know, acknowledgement of something uh, or affirmation of something that the other person is doing. Um, Maybe it's pitching in a little bit extra effort here or, you know, doing something that is helpful for you in a different way. Um, really just saying and acknowledging and, you know, saying that you're aware of all these extra efforts uh, really does a lot for the people that enjoy that sense of feeling loved and accepted and affirmed and appreciated. So words, number words. one. Yeah, I do think that words of praise are actually even more impactful in the workplace than they are in our personal lives. Uh, like you said, 
praise is the most positive form of feedback. And I think people really just want to know how they're doing and know if they're doing things right. Um, just really be seen for all of their hard work. Um, and that definitely is reflected in research. I mean, 69% of employees say that they would work harder if they felt their efforts were better recognized. I mean, that's significant if you think about it, two thirds of people that all you have to do is acknowledge the work that they're doing and they'll work even harder. Exactly. Um, talk about a cheat code. Okay. Number two, personal connection. Um, you know, I think we talk about connection even from, you know, a Maslow's hierarchy standpoint that, you know, am I safe? Am I connected? Is there a shared future, uh, from culture code? We kind of touched on this, uh, idea of how important personal connection is in the workplace instead of just having a transactional working relationship. How are you building that personal connection outside of your day job? Uh, so this is a, a pretty obvious one for me as being an important way to express your appreciation for somebody. Agreed. I think, like you said, it's, work doesn't have to just be transactional. There's no better way to show your coworkers that you appreciate them than asking about their personal lives outside of work. You're kind of just letting them know that you don't see them just as the person that's doing the work they need to do. You're curious about their family life and about their hobbies. So I think one-on-one -on -one connections are really important. Yeah, I think it's the difference between acknowledging and appreciating a work product versus the person that is doing the work. Um, so I think just that little slight difference of connecting with them as an individual um, sets you up to appreciate what they are contributing. Uh, and those can be two separate things. For sure. And number three here, we have mentorship and collaboration. Um, so I think this one comes down to just helping other people grow and learn from you, um, whether you're an experienced employee helping a younger worker like me, you know, as your direct report, I really value any time that you take to teach me something new. Um, and I think that's the mentorship aspect of it, of course. And then the collaboration side of it is working with employees on your same level and being willing to share your knowledge rather than competing against each other just to get somewhere um, at your company. It's really just sharing your knowledge. And I think that people really like to learn from each other. Yeah, I think the the secret to this one is that, you know, to be a good mentor, to be a good collaborator, you're kind of um, putting your ego aside and are willing to help and help contribute to other people's success. Um, so I think by doing that, you know, that person that is receiving of that collaboration or that mentorship, you know, is then even more grateful of, you know, what it is that this person is offering them because they realize, you know, what they're putting to the side or, or you know, what they are, um, you know, giving up to have that conversation or to give that feedback. So um, that's a big one for sure. Hey there. Thanks for listening so far. Just a quick time out to tell you that we're all new here and we're really looking forward to connecting with other like-minded people leaders like you that seek to create a more engaging and grateful culture at work. That's why we've created a group on LinkedIn as a place to share stories and information, engage in conversations, and to meet new people. The link to this group is in the episode description or just simply search The Recognition on LinkedIn. I look forward to seeing you there. Okay, now back to the episode. Awards. Awards. Yeah, so this one, um, I think I see it split up into two different ways you can go here. So 
you have the types of awards that you're nominated for, um, whether that's like a daily uh, ICU exhibiting our value of responsiveness um, and explaining why, or like a yearly, you know, I'm going to nominate you for a luminary award, the prestigious yearly award because of all these, you know, listing a ton of different reasons. I think that's one way to show people why you're thankful for them. Um, You're listing out, you know, taking the time to think about all the reasons you're thankful and listing it out and awarding them in a certain way. And then I think that the other form of awards comes down to those service anniversaries. So truly celebrating those milestones every single year, not letting those go by unnoticed and really thanking someone for their loyalty and their years of service. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, two things that we're showing appreciation for. One would be performance within a given time period. And the other one would be tenure, which is, you know, sticking with us uh, for a long time. So, you know, again, we, we talk about some of, you know, the traditional programs being solely focused uh, on this, this awards component. We've talked about the other uh, languages here that are useful and impactful for individuals. But, you know, there's still people that are gunning for that award. They're gunning for that employee of the month. They're going for that top sales position. Um, and they like to be recognized and walk across the stage and shake that hand and, and, and get that trophy. So uh, awards still a valuable piece of an overall um program to show appreciation for employees five pleasant surprises i'm glad that this came up because kaylee i actually have something for you no way yeah you're right okay (laughs) i think this one is is almost um it's almost the second cheapest behind uh words of praise it and it's more like the random something right so if it's the the random like bag of chips or if it's the random sticky note or if it's the random gif in the middle of the day like it just it's uh, the surprises uh where they're not expecting it uh where like even if it's sent digitally or something like you just you light up for some reason you don't know why uh, i think that just it triggers something else in that brain where it's like not even on your radar of things that i'm doing that should be recognized and i get something for it so i think this is a fun one and definitely something that i enjoy me too. I think those little just almost shots of serotonin throughout the day um, that you're not expecting, whether like you said, it's a funny gif or someone writes you a little handwritten note or even just says, do you want to have lunch with me today? Um, I think those little surprises are something that bring a lot of unexpected happiness to the workplace. Yeah. And we've talked about, um, you know, in a hybrid or a remote situation, you're kind of just bouncing from one meeting to the next. And even in most corporate situations, it's kind of like you're meeting driven and you kind of have this rhythm that you're in. So definitely anything that is interrupting that in a positive way to show appreciation is, is clearly going to stand out and will be impactful for that person. So definitely not one to sleep on the pleasant surprises. Well, that's five languages. We've got words of praise, personal connection, mentorship, collaboration, awards, and pleasant surprises. You can read more about these languages on our blog on recognition.com. Kaylee, thanks for reviewing these with us. Thank you, Neely. Thanks for joining us today. And special thanks to The Fracture and Jay Matthews for their original music. Stay tuned for more episodes coming out every week that will touch on the topics that are important to HR and people leaders like you. If you have any recommendations or feedback, or if you are looking to partner on creating a more engaging recognition program, you can contact us at podcast at recognition.com. And as always, thank you.